This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. I'm Pastor Dan Yazel, welcoming you to Grace Notes, an outreach of North Taranaki Methodist Parish. I invite you to sit back and relax, grab a cuppa, and listen. May God surprise us and bless us in this moment. Hello, and thank you for listening to Grace Notes. Today we'll be looking at familiar words from Jesus. They'll come to us from Luke chapter 6. The Sermon on the Mount, as it's called by some, this has the words of the Beatitude. We'll consider the blessings and the woes that Jesus asks us to bring to mind. Again, thanks for joining in.
Our first reading comes from the Hebrew Scriptures, the book of Psalms. I'll be reading Psalm 1. Happy are those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or take the path that sinners tread, or sit in the seat of scoffers. But their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law they meditate day and night. They are like trees planted by streams of water, which yield their fruit in its season, and their leaves do not wither. In all that they do, they prosper. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Here ends our first reading. Our second reading comes from Luke's Gospel. I'll be reading from the sixth chapter, 
verses 17 through 26. Let's listen, you and I. He came down with them and stood on a level place with a great crowd of his disciples and a great magnitude of people from all Judea, Jerusalem, and the coast of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. And all in the crowd were trying to touch him, for power came out of him and healed all of them. Then he looked up at the disciples and said, Blessed are you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. Blessed are you who are hungry now, for you will be filled. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you, revile you and defame you on account of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and weep for joy, for surely your reward is great in heaven. And that is what their ancestors did to the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you will be hungry. Woe to you who are laughing now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all speak well of you, for that is what their ancestors did to the false prophets. Here ends our reading. Thanks be to God. And would you pray with me, please? God of calling and comfort, God of grace and challenge. These words travel through time. May they hit our ear fresh this day. Bless us with understanding. Send your Holy Spirit to stretch our imaginations that we might look ahead and look at what you'd have us see and claim this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, reading through commentaries on this passage, it seems that the entire spectrum of biblical scholars, from very conservative to very liberal, they agree that these words of the Beatitudes form the very core of Jesus' ministry. They are no-nonsense words. They give us his central wisdom, his vision, and they give us a mandate. Now, both the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of Matthew records the words of the Beatitudes. Now, there are significant differences in the two tellings. Matthew has Jesus leaving the crowd, going up a mountain, away from the crowds, to share these words with just a few chosen disciples. It's insider knowledge. Now, Luke, on the other hand, has Jesus coming down the mountain onto a plain where large numbers of people surround him, all trying to touch him, to latch on to the power coming out of him. And Jesus 
speaks to all. Now in Matthew, there are nine blessings named. Luke has four. Matthew spiritualizes the Beatitudes. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit. Luke is much more blunt. Blessed are the poor, period. Matthew puts it all in the third person, saying, blessed are those. Luke brings the words right home. Blessed are you, right here in the present. And finally, Matthew keeps things on a very positive note. He focuses only on the blessings. From him, there are no mention of woes. Luke matches each blessing with an equal number of curses or woes. Luke reminds us that the opposite of blessing is woe. Now, each time I finish reading from scriptures, I'll say, here ends our reading. And sometimes in the congregation, we'll say together, thanks be to God. But there are times, I think, when we should stop and wonder and maybe ask, uh, do we really mean that? Are we truly thankful for these words today as they come from Luke in his straightforward way? Jesus tells us that we are blessed. Those who are blessed are the poor and the hungry and the ones who are weeping. Blessed are those who are hated or excluded. And then to make matters worse, he turns it around and says, woe to you who are rich. Woe to you who are full. Woe to you who are laughing. Cursed are you who enjoy the admiration of others. I think no matter which way we slice it, we're going to find ourselves in this cursed group, not the blessed group, at least some of the time, if not much of the time. In fact, one modern translation suggests some of you are rich. That's too bad for you. You've had what you're going to get. What do you do with that? Now, there's a true story of a Quaker who put up a sign on a vacant piece of land next to his house, and the offer was this, saying, this land will be given to anyone who is truly satisfied. And a wealthy farmer who was riding by stopped to read the sign, and he said to himself, hmm, since our friend the Quaker is so ready to part with his land, I may as well claim it before someone else does. I am a rich man and have all that I need, so certainly I qualify. With that, he went up to the door, explained what he was there for, and the Quaker asked, Art thou truly satisfied? I am, indeed, for I have everything I need. Friend, asked the Quaker, if thou art satisfied, what dost thou want the land for? Zing. What's it take to make us satisfied? What's it take to make us happy? In the American Declaration of Independence, citizens claim a right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, but what are we really reaching for? One of my favorite cartoon strips over the years was uh, Peanuts, and there's a character, Linus, who always walks around with his security blanket. He's kind of the resident theologian. You know, he might say something like, happiness, well, that's a, that's a warm puppy. It sounds good, but we know that true happiness is something more 
Happiness isn't about feeling good. Happiness is about doing good. And is happiness the same as blessing? Blessedness is not about the good life. It's not about, it's about life that is good. And as Christians, life that is good means seeing the good and the grace that's always present, even in and especially in the midst of suffering. The Hebrew writers have given us a very simple image today to understand some of this tension between happiness, as the world defines it, and true happiness or blessing, as God offers it. And it comes in that image from the psalm that I read, the the image of a tree planted by streams of living water, a tree that is so deeply rooted in the ways of God that no matter how violent or desolate the world around us may become, we stay connected in a very deep and basic way, connected to God's grace. Do we trust ourselves to the desert of the world's ways, or do we trust the rich soil of God, constantly being fed by streams of living water? That choice, it's ours. But the consequences are clear. If we find ourselves rooted only in the ways of the world, looking for immediate and instant satisfaction, satisfaction or success, we're going to quickly shiver up, shrivel up, and we'll die. Rooted in the promises of God, we, you know, in the words of the prophet, would say we won't fear when the heat comes, or in the year of the drought we won't be anxious. Our leaves will stay green, our branches will bear fruit. And Jesus is saying, I think, two things to us today, that first he's saying that when we live out of a sense of vulnerability and need, out of our emptiness, and not out of our fullness, it's then that we connect best with God. It's then that God can give us what we need. Jesus is not saying that it's bad to be rich or to be full or to be healthy or to be strong or lighthearted. Rather, he's suggesting that fullness and satisfaction can lead to self-sufficiency and self-absorption, a state of independence that distances us from God and leads us to glorify ourselves instead of God, who's given us life. And then woe to us. Woe to you, who's missing something, if that's all you think there is to life. And our scripture gives us a second, even stronger message. Not only are we called to recognize our own need and our dependence upon God, we're called to recognize the need and the vulnerability of others, and then to offer them through our lives, compassion and justice. We're called to be in solidarity with the poor, the hungry, those who are weeping, to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. And biblical scholars point out that the Beatitudes, they're not predictions about blessings at some future point. These aren't prophecies about things that are going to happen, they are already happening. This is about what is. This is God's agenda, God's vision, God's kingdom. The reality described in the Beatitudes will happen and is happening whether we choose to be part of it or not. Only a few of us perhaps are called to be poor. A few more of us are called to work with the poor, but all of us are called to be for the poor because that's what it means to be God's people. 
human happiness and holy happiness or blessings, different kinds of reality. Jesus is suggesting that blessing is more than enjoying ourselves. Aren't I so blessed to have this or that? The goal of life is more than self-fulfillment, and prosperity is more than getting what we want. Happiness is to be open to God. Blessedness is to be fully alive and in harmony with God's ways, both in good times and in bad. And I'd like to read a famous poem by Robert Frost called The Road Not Taken. You may well know it. Two roads diverged in a yellow wood, and sorry that I could not travel both and be one traveler, long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent in the undergrowth. Then took the other just as fair, and perhaps having the better claim because it was grassy and wanted wear. Though as for that, the passing there had worn them really about the same. And both that morning equally lay, in leaves no step had trodden black. Oh, I kept the first for another day. Yet knowing how way leads on to way, I doubted if I should ever come back. I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I, I took the one less traveled by, and that has made all the difference. As Christians, as people of faith, we are all journeying the path less traveled by. It's very difficult for us to realize just how far off the beaten path we are these days as people heading out into the world where things have changed so quickly. Once upon a time, faith communities were the central influence in society. Now, no longer do people assume that everybody's involved with a faith community somewhere. People might wonder, what difference does it really make to follow a God who asks us to think of others? Why should we belong? Or, or so what? And I love the question because it does make a difference. It clarifies. It makes a difference. The choices we choose. Blessings or woes. Maybe so for you, for me. Today and always. Amen.
So that's all for today. I hope you've caught a glimpse of grace through this time. You're invited to join us for worship and fellowship Sundays at 10 a.m. at New Plymouth Methodist Church, the corner of Weardit and Powderham Street. Until next week, God's grace and peace be with you. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.